Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast, where we believe that the power of God is still moving and changing a generation. Awesome. Well, I believe we are live. Checking right now. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Uproar Podcast. Um, today, for our first ever time on the podcast, we are here with a guest. That's right. Um, we're on doing this over Zoom. This is the first time. Some te- technical difficulties, but we're, know, here, we're, we're working tough out. We're here. Um, so we are here with Kels Johnson. Um, Kels, if you just want to go ahead and you know let people know who you are, maybe share a little bit of your testimony, things like that. Was Bro, it went off. Shout out to your amazing pastors. Amen. They are the best. I love them. Yeah, man. You guys really operated in excellence. And uh, I, I love Thank them. you. Uh, yeah, so um, a little bit about me. Uh, my name is Kells Johnson. I recently uh, just got married about, what, three years ago? Four years. It'll be in December. Uh, okay, okay. I know I look like I belong in youth ministry, but... Uh, <laughs> I'll be 30 <laughs> uh, in December, so that's my that's my little uh, claim. Uh, I'm not the youth, but I have the youthful heart. Uh, no audio on Facebook. Wow. Um, but uh, I've been married almost four years now. Um, recently moved up to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, from the great country of. Awesome. <laughs> uh, and now my wife and I are about to move. To uh, Philadelphia, so we can plant our new Philly campus um, at the church that I serve at called Amplified Church. And I'm so excited for that, bro. Dude, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be amazing, and, and we are definitely pumped about that. And uh, but yeah, we're just we're just a couple crazy people who love God and uh, want to see Jesus in our generation. Yeah, Amen. That's Come exciting. On. That's exciting. So, um, so today, uh, the topic will be, and this is, I think this is, um, I think a topic that a lot of people are going to really be able to, um, how you say, like identify with. And I think, and I honestly, with, with the research that I, that I did, a lot of experts are saying these things are kind of like the underlying crisis right now within, oh, you know, yeah. the world and this generation and things like that. So today we are going to be talking about, you know, depression, anxiety, and, and anxiety and loneliness. And I, and I like believe, especially with, you know, doing youth and working with, um, you know, youth and young adults, and even personally in my life before I got saved, you know, depression, anxiety, and loneliness is like just such a huge issue and problem in the world today. It is. Did you deal like you personally dealt with depression? Oh yeah, I so before I got saved. I mean, I I felt like I. I what's crazy, I think, about depression. The more we get into the conversation about it, is like a lot of sometimes you don't even really know you're in it until like someone like says like, "Hey, like you're depressed." Like my mom had to come to me and tell me like the reason why like you're 
acting the way you're acting is is because like you're depressed. Like I, I wasn't eating like that. I never I would never leave my room. Didn't want to go to work, didn't want to go to school, didn't want to hang out with people, would sleep all day, oh, wouldn't nice. have any type of activities. And I was just like, I guess this is just life. I mean, I, I guess it's just life. And my mom was like, no, like you're depressed. That's like depression. Normal people don't just do right. that. Like you don't just do that every single day. So, and I was like, wow. And then I started to look at, you know, not only my life, but you know, close friends, family members. Um, even now that I got saved, thankfully, you know, Jesus set me free from right. all that. And then even, you know, with a lot of students today, you know, I see they deal with that same thing. And it's honestly very sad because, you know, we see that depression, you know, have, sometimes leads to, you know, suicide and things like Swarm, that, which yeah. is heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. Is this anything like you personally dealt with? Obviously, ministry, you've helped people through, but was this any like personal battle for you? Right. Right. I think I think for me what keeps me healthy um mentally is actually understanding what the word depression is. Mm. And and I, I'm a I'm a words guy, so I, I like to play on words. Depression is the pressure to perform. Wow, that's good. That's good, bro. That's good. Yeah. Huh. No matter how good I am, people will still walk away when I don't meet their expectations. Yep. That's good. Bro, that's the truth. No matter how bad I am, here's the flip side of the coin. God will never walk away even when I don't meet his expectations. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're jumping good. in like this. That's good. We're I going mean, in like this. I mean, so that's huge because, you know, while I was like, I was just, you know, looking up like, you know, some statistic and numbers on like, you know, depression and anxiety. And one of the points that they said that are one of the leading causes of why they felt people felt like they're depressed or anxiety, especially with, you know, teens and young adults is that high or is, was because high expectation and pressure to succeed. Um, so they did a survey, a high education whatever, they did a survey, and they asked the incoming college freshmen if they feel overwhelmed by all, all that they have to do. And in 2016, 41% of students said yes, wow. that they felt extremely overwhelmed by all they yeah. had to do, freshmen, college freshmen, compared to in 1985, where only 18% said that they felt overwhelmed Dang. going into college freshmen going to Dang, college. I believe that. So that's like, I mean, that's huge. I, I, I believe the same that it's, you know, it can lead to where you feel like, dang, I have to perform. I have to please everyone. Uh -huh. And it can, you lead know, what else that. on that? I read too. There's dude, I read a report from the CDC and they said that 40% of people in this time have experienced the loneliness, anxiety, depression, and they accredit it to the fact that um, because of economic crash, a mm -hmm. lack of jobs, a lack of not knowing what the future looks like, mm -hmm. it pushed people into that mindset. Yeah. And we know as believers, there's underlying things on this. It's not just yeah. not seeing a hope in the future. Yeah. It's a spiritual attack a thousand percent. So it's just, it's pretty wild how, how this is shaking out in our generation. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, when we're supposed to be the most connected, the, the, the most engaged yeah. with each other. Yet it seems as if anxiety, loneliness, and depression are yeah. plaguing mm-hmm. um, when we should be the most connected. Yeah. 100%. It feels like we're just trying to beat the algorithms of life. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is not everybody fits into every trend. So yeah, it's true. It's yeah. Like it's cookie cutter when it's not. And when you don't perform well, then people get depressed. Oh, my life. Yeah. Is, I'm not good at this. What's mm-hmm. wrong with me? Am I like, and, and, and not understanding that we are all individually designed to walk out what we were designed to walk out. Yeah, I agree. That's true. That's true. And and people get like a fair, uh, an unfair view of what we're supposed to look like as well. Right. I mean, you, you're seeing people's best Instagram pictures. You're seeing the Photoshop. You're seeing all these other crazy things and expectations that people put. Yeah. And, and you don't get a fair shake at it. In the past, it might have been a magazine that X amount of people see. Now it's it's literally right here, right now. Um, Kels, they're saying they're still having a little bit of a hard time hearing you. Um, I think the other person commenting is Wally. What's up, Wally? Um, there's audio for Kels. It's just quieter. Yeah, we've been working on that. Sorry, guys. This is our first time trying this system, and uh, it's not perfect yet, but it will be. Um, and and Kels is dropping fire, so make sure you drop this or you turn it up because, um, man, it. I love Kels. He's the man. Um, go follow him on Instagram too. Like he's been, yes, there you go. Way better. Way better. Way better. A thousand percent better. Okay. I fixed the issue. We're good now. We're in there, baby. No, go follow Kels. Cause I'm telling you what, like half this battle is what we put in ourselves too. And his Instagram, I love that. It's not like he's not competing with anybody. He's doing his thing. Always dropping bombs. And, (laughs) and not only bombs, bro, but like, Beast prophetic moments in yeah. worship, faith-filled yeah. things. Like he's just the man. Like he didn't know oh, it, but man. we're gonna be seeing if he can do some worship for conference this year, Thanks. year 10. Um man, I'm there. Bro, I'm there. It, it's gonna be crazy. But like go follow him. Like I, I think a lot of this is what we put in ourselves. If we're yeah. only putting the negative things from social media, which has turned to just absolute it's a terrifying place right now. Yeah. yeah um, so, so to go back because everybody wasn't able to hear. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I feel depression happens because it's the pressure to perform. It's the That's pressure true. to be something that culture tells you you need to be. And I think if That's we're right. ever going to break the algorithms of life, we need mm-hmm. to stop trying to fit into trends and yeah. start trying to pull out the purpose that God has already placed on the inside of us. Yeah, I agree. We keep following what culture tells us. We keep following mm-hmm. what the Kardashians tell us. We keep yep. following what the Migos tell us. And yep. what That's right. all of these people tell us is, is the thing to do. Yeah. And not understanding that trends are not cookie cutter. So yeah. right. you're going to fit into trends. And just because you don't fit in does not mean there's something wrong with your life. You right. Know, and the crazy thing. Valuable. The crazy thing about trends is they're always shifting and changing. Yeah, like 100%. it's it's a moving target, mm-hmm. and moving targets are just impossible, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why we think that by aiming at a target that's always moving, 
we think we're going to get a better outcome. Yeah. Like if it was the right the right target, we wouldn't have to aim any different. It'd be the, right. a consistent shot. Right. But it's always moving because yeah. there's no reality in what the world has to give in, in terms of joy and peace and love mm-hmm. and what we're truly seeking for. And God never called us to trends. He called us to transcend. Yeah, it's true. We were supposed, man. To, we were supposed to outlast trends. Yeah, that's right. And the millennial Christian keeps falling into these traps and forgetting the God that we serve. Yeah, that's right. And it, it has turned into an absolute plague. Yeah, um, no, it legit has. I think, and I think, I think what which is huge is, um, I I feel like I, maybe this, I've seen a video on TikTok or something. I need to something. TikTok is, I don't know, it's, it's low-key amazing. It's underrated. But I've seen a video, and I think it asked a question where it was like, is social media linked to why a lot of people are dealing, battling, dealing with, you know, depression, anxiety? And like you said, like, we're supposed to be, like, the most connected generation, right? Some me, uh, some me over here and, you know, horses in New York can call someone all the way in Texas. Can I can have a conversation with someone all the way across on the other side of the world? But what we see is like social media is we can put our best on social media and anyone on the other side of it doesn't even know unless they it's true. Personally. Exactly. So there's so we might be able to connect, but we're only connecting with what they're showing us. There hasn't it isn't actually in any real intimacy. So when we're only showing our best, when we're only looking at social media and like, dang, they have the you know the nicest newest shoes and yeah. they, they just bought the nicest car and they just moved into the nicest house and this this this, 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 and this. But so we're like, dang, I can never c- compete and, and match up to that. Their life is great. But really, they don't know on the other side is that person who just, you know, posted a new car, so the new house is like drowning in debt, and their their wife just left them, and, you know, they're, they just got fired from the job, and so on and yep. so forth. So we're trying to live up to expectations that aren't even actually there. Right. Actually well, there. It's crazy because we're li- trying to live up to expectations of someone who doesn't have what we're actually looking exactly. for. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, we're becoming depressed mm-hmm. and anxious and lonely because we don't have what they don't have, but they don't have what we're looking for either. Yeah. Um. I, I actually just saw this, bro. This is crazy. Gen Z is the most Bible illiterate generation oh, that's yeah. been 100%. so far. Yeah. And, and it's on the church. Like I'm not gonna blame sinners for sinning. No, uh, it, it's on us to yeah. get to get that out there. Yeah. But but God has like clear statements about depression and anxiety, yeah. um, loneliness. We know that it's not from Him. We know it's it's an it's an attack from the enemy. Right. And that's that's the danger is we have an enemy who's chatting in our ear all day, every day. Yeah. One hundred percent. And and attacking the truth of what God has placed inside of our hearts. Yeah. And if we if we're, if we're Bible illiterate, we won't be able to stand against it. If, yeah. if we don't understand our identity, we don't understand who we are. Then any attack of the devil is gonna gonna work. Yeah, well, and that's one hundred percent true. Because our greatest enemy is the inner me, mm-hmm. and what's yeah. on the inside of me will always come out. This is why the Bible tells us that word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. One hundred nineteen eleven. Don't be quoting my favorite verse. <laughs> yeah. The reason people can't stand is because they haven't they haven't had the word hid in their heart. It's true, yeah. and. Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Yeah, exactly. But keep going on that, man. It's it's a heart thing, 100%. It's a hard yeah. issue. It's a hard issue. And, and, and honestly, when you are battling through moments of depression and anxiety, um, I mean, again, I don't speak as somebody who has struggled with it. I don't, I don't uh, 
broad brush it as just something that we can get rid of. Yeah. And I say that carefully because yeah. on the flip side, I'm a man of full faith and I believe in yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Amen. But I do believe when people are suffering with de depressed moments, it's a it's a heart thing and it's yeah. a perspective thing. Yeah. It's not as bad as you feel it is. Yeah, it's true. No, that's that's, that's legit true. truth. I mean, so, so like you said, you can't speak. Per, so like myself, when I started to look on, you know, where I was at was, you know, in the time when I was like depressed, anxiety, like I all honestly, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. Like I, I was out of school. You know, I was working a job that I didn't really care for, had no idea where I was, was going to go with life, was, you know, in and out of terrible, you know, unhealthy relationships, you know, relationships with like my parents and and like my siblings were horrible. And like, like you said, like I, it was a hard issue. I was like, man, there's I don't know what else to do. Like, what is what is life? What is my purpose here? And I and I, we see it. I think why we see is a lot of people, a lot of people deal with depression or anxiety, especially when I see all of like my timeline and oh, my yeah. Instagram from people that I know. People are just like, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, what is my mm -hmm. purpose here on Earth? Mm -hmm. And we know that we where we get our purpose from is from God and God alone. You know, God has designed us and created us to, and put place us here on, on Earth to do one certain thing. He designed us to fulfill some type of purpose. But when we're like we're saying we're chasing after social media and we're chasing after approval from other people and we're trying to find things in the world, we're never going to find it. So, of course, we're going to start to spiral into, you know, depression, anxiety when we're not filling ourselves with God, with the things that God wants us to fill ourselves with. Right. No, it's true. It's 100 percent true. And and this is the issue is we start to to doubt ourselves. We start to doubt who God made us to be. We start to believe the, the lies of the enemy. Yeah. And that's where these things start to take root. That's where the sadness turns to depression. That's yeah. where loneliness is bought into. We forget that God's right there with us. Um, like Second Corinthians 10, three through six, dude, uh, powerful, powerful, powerful. For, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but yeah. mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds Casting down, I love this word, imaginations mm. and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God yeah. and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And this is what the devil is going to do. He's yeah. going to build up strongholds and, and imaginations mm -hmm. and try to attack the knowledge of God inside yeah. of us. And if you're an unbeliever, man, th there's no defense against it. No. Yep. And, and that's why we're seeing so much, so many issues with depression and anxiety. And we have a Trump card in this, and his name is Jesus. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and I love this, that, that Jesus didn't just die so we can go to heaven. I believe he died that heaven could also get into us. And yep. we could be a reflection on earth of what that should look like. Yeah. And, and man, those, those imaginations, those high thoughts, that attack against the knowledge of God yeah. is real. Amen. And there's things that we can do. There's things that as believers, we're not subject to every attack of the enemy. Yeah, 100%. Like Romans, uh, uh, Romans literally says it like this, that soon Satan will be crushed under your feet. Yeah. And I love that, that we're not just subject to any attack. No. Um, right. So so what do we do when the attack comes? What do we do when as a believer, when when anxiety, depression, loneliness starts to attack? What what do we do as Christians? Yeah. I, I think that scripture you just read uh, gave us the answer. It says cast down, right? That's good, right? And one one thing that stuck out to me when you said when you said it, it was everything that exalts it, it's itself 
above the knowledge of God, not just the knowledge that we have about God. Hear this, but the knowledge that he has about us. Because that's says, good. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Yeah, that's right. Thoughts to prosper you, thoughts to give you a yeah. hope and a future. Hear this for, for that's all good. the people that's suffering. Good. That's so good. To bring you to an expected end. That means what you're going through right now won't always be like this. What you're dealing with right now won't always be like this. So when you're in moments where you're battling depression and anxiety and you feel like it won't break, you have to yeah. cast that down because the God that you serve says he's going to bring it into an expected end. Here's the kicker. It's good. Sometimes the expected end is not the end of the situation. It's yeah. the end of your thoughts about the situation. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Perceive a thing. God gives you the fortitude to keep going. You you re you really throw the enemy off when you stop praying. God take me out and start praying. God take me through. Yeah, that's it's true. Yeah, what to do with you. No. I was that's watching. Good. That's good, watching bro. This guy um, by the name of David Goggins. And mm -hmm. David Goggins is, is this former Marine. He literally did hell week three times in the year. Never been done before. He said, no, he's a Navy man, not, not Marine. Navy wild. Man. Wild. It's wild. Nuts. He's, he's ran like so many marathons and things like that. He's, he's crazy. Now, I don't advise everybody to watch him because he's very um, uh, profane in his language. <laughs> right. I do believe that you can pull out principles and. and yeah, yeah, and yeah. They asked David Goggins because uh, he lost like a hundred pounds in three months. It was Jeez. and they said, what made you do it? He said, I was watching Rocky and when he was fighting Apollo Creed and Apollo Creed was beating him to a point mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and he, he knocked him out. He says, but that wasn't what got me. It was when Rocky got up. After mm -hmm. Apollo Creed thought he had won the battle, he says, if you look at Apollo Creed's face, to seeing Rocky get up, you saw Apollo Creed's soul leave his body. Because he's like, true. Yeah. I've thrown everything at him and he won't mm -hmm. stay down. Yeah. He says, that's how I attack everything. And I believe it's the same thing for the believer, that the enemy mm -hmm. will throw everything at you, but you won't stay down. Yeah, bro, that's yeah. such a key in, in anything, in any. It's standing in faith, like Hebrews 11, 11 talks about Sarah, right? And it's like, and she counted him faithful who promised. And I think that oftentimes as believers, we quit before the battles won. Yeah, 100%. And we don't, we don't always see what's happening on the back end. Like I preached it last week for youth group. Yeah. Like, like, bro, think about like Moses and the Israelites. Like mm -hmm. Moses is like, hey, let my people go. No, actually the work's going to get harder. And they're on like, it's like plague five. Dude, they could have packed up shop and were like, well, I guess God's a liar. Plague five, yeah. nothing happened. Yeah. But they took it all the way to the end. Yeah. And, and they continued in it because they counted him faithful who had promised. Yeah. And that's such a that's such a key in, in overcoming anything. That's a key in healing. That's a key in, in anything that requires faith yeah. it is counting God faithful because he's not a liar. He can't lie. He's not a man. Yeah. Yep. And, and when we realize that when, when our job is to stay in faith, Yep. and not be moved for anything mm -hmm. that's when like true breakthrough starts to happen yep. that, that that be steadfast mm -hmm. unmovable mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. our toiling is not in vain yeah always a it's a massive thing and that we, that we realize what our battle is like man our battle is not just our thoughts our battle is 
where the thoughts are deriving from. Yeah. Right. And, and that they're deriving because we have an enemy of our soul who yeah. hates us, who doesn't want to see us live in our purpose, who mm-hmm. doesn't want us to see that we have a future and a hope. That's his goal, man, is, yeah. is to put us in this box where we can't see anything past it. Yeah. Um, and when we cast down our thoughts, that's, that's a massive, massive portion of it. Yeah. hundred percent. I agree. Casting down anything that exalts itself. Yeah. Um, but also, man, like uh, if you look at, I love Isaiah 61, um, three, uh, three, I'm, I'm going to read it real quick. It says um, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beauty for, for ashes, yep. the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Like here's another key in overcoming these issues. It's it's, there's an oil of joy for mourning and that we have faith for that oil of joy that, that he's, he's going to take our mourning and he's going to give us an oil of joy. And that's a huge key. But I think a piece that we have from community, community. I, I think too many people, um, suffer in silos mm-hmm. and, and, right. and God never called us to suffer in silos. Mm-hmm. We That's have true. to suffer in community because Bible says that the strong ought to, uh, to bear the infirmities of the weak. Yeah. So we good. have weak people who are suffering alone. Mm-hmm. And the only way you, you overcome you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of, of, of your testimony. That's good. That's good. And so you need community around you that yeah. can encourage you with their testimony, encourage you with, with being strong, encourage you with what it means to persevere and get through and, and really just, just make it and understand that God still has a plan even yeah. when it hurts. That's yeah. good. And dude, why do you think that people like are so scared of community though? Like I feel like in a lot of instances I've had, you'll find those people like suffering alone mm-hmm. and, and, and they're almost like, it's almost like a pride thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where like, well, I didn't want anybody to know that I'm not like super strong. Yeah. Well, because we don't handle weak people. Well, mm-hmm. We don't allow weak people to actually be weak. Yes, yeah, good. Um, we want everybody to be strong. Mm-hmm. We want everybody to push through, mm-hmm. and we don't allow moments of weakness to happen. Well, uh, and when people are weak, we tend to discard of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you allowed people a safe space to be weak, to be vulnerable, to be transparent, I think it would change the landscape of you know, what we, what, what we people wanting to have community. I think if they had a place to go that they knew, yo, I can be weak, I can be vulnerable yeah. and they're not going to judge me. I think that changes the game. Yeah, that's that good. That is good. Sure. No, that's, that's, that's very true. I mean, even, I, I mean, I like to share, especially if I can personally, you know, share personal testimonies. I remember when, you know, my grandma had passed away and I remember, you know, so shout out, I'll say, shout out, shout out Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah would le- legitimately let me just come over and just sit on, a, on his couch and just yeah. cry. Mm-hmm. I would come over and not like we would do anything. I would just sit on his couch and just cry. 
Mm-hmm. Just cry, 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 cry. And that was huge for me. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like he, oh, he was trying to like come over and he wasn't like trying to like, you know, force me to do anything or like, or like just, he just let, let me just sit there and just cry. And then yep. we would go on and then he, if I, if I was open to talk about it, I would talk about it or we would have different conversations. And those are huge. Community is just so huge. But with the world, like you said, the world teaches you like, you know, discards weak people and it's, oh, you can't be weak, you can't cry, yeah. you can't show emotion. I mean, even especially, I think it's you, especially as men, it's, as men, it's like, oh, boys don't cry, you can't, boys don't show emotion, you can't show weakness, that of this, that of that, I mean, especially growing up. So it's like people are just going to this motion where it's like, well, I, I'm just going to have to deal with this by myself. I'm just going to have to deal with this by myself. Right. But it's not true at all. You know, that's why God wants us around community and within community and and to be a part of the body of Christ because he knows in those moments people will share with you, you know, in your morning and be able to also share with you, sharing you when you're, you know, you're happy and you're happy and you're glad. Yeah, I believe in James. Oh, it's, it's in James. I yeah. believe chapter five. It literally says if there's any any sick among you, let him call to the elders. Yeah. And people need to know that like church is a, is a safe place to go and get healing for yeah. any issue. Yeah. Just like I, I use this for. um some like altar calls sometimes is like some people they they treat church like that weird uncle um at the uh, <laughs> at the family reunion right like mm-hmm. everybody knows that like their 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 household is a mess yeah mm-hmm. but they went out and they pull up in like a brand new Tahoe yeah and you go check the plates you're like dang that's his plates yeah um and you go and talk to the kids and it's like everything's great they're going to Disneyland next week yeah. talk yeah. to the wife and she's like got a brand new ring yeah and come yeah. to find out like. The, the ring was like borrowed from a friend. Yeah. The Tahoe was rented. They put their plates on it. The kids got paid off to not say anything crazy. Yeah. All because they want to put a, put a facade that everything is okay, but yeah. nothing can be fixed behind a facade. And when we can like trust the people around us, like dang, like their intentions are that I would have healing, that I would have triumph, just like God's intentions are. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna pray with me. They're gonna pray for me. They're gonna walk walk through this with me. Mm-hmm. As I see victory, like that changes everything. It does like, change everything. That, that's what the church needs to resemble. Yeah, I, I think I think we need to. I'm going to use this analogy or say this: people can cough and not have COVID. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> and not be sick. What yeah. I mean by that: sneezing is the body's involuntary response to mm-hmm. dirt being in the body. Yeah. Releasing it. Yeah. Yeah. And they can do that and not be sick. The problem comes is when we treat people sneezing like they're automatically sick. Mm. When we treat people hurting like they're automatically just discarded. When we treat people who are broken like they automatically don't have a future. When we treat people who who actually need the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Like they don't need the grace of God. Yeah, no, it's like, true. It's true. To open a space where where people yeah. can come in and just be like, I gotta get rid of this. So, mm-hmm. so I have, I have friends. Like, oh, I'm gonna say this. I'm a pastor. I'm not supposed to say it, <laughs> but I don't stop. This is going. This is going to sound crazy. I don't stop people from cussing in front of me when they're expressing themselves. Like when they're expressing their problems. If they come, yeah. I'm like, yo, you needed to get that out. 
Yeah. You need to express it like that. And I'm not going to tell you how to process your pain. Now, after yeah. you're done with the cussing, after you're done with the frustration, mm -hmm. I'm going to give you some practical tools <laughs> yeah. to do to go forward. But right. I don't want people a safe space and place to yeah. actually process their pain and get it out. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. I think because we make people come to us so covered up, we don't actually know what to address. I let no, people talk so freely. Because if I let you talk freely, I'm going to eventually identify the thing that's actually going on. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to mask. I don't want you to filter. I don't want yeah. you to taper off. I want the whole, give me all the smoke. Because yeah. I can handle it. Yeah. And that's what Jesus did for people. He let yep. them give him all the smoke because he wasn't afraid of their sin. He yeah, wasn't yeah. afraid of their shortcoming. He yeah. wasn't afraid of them not having it together. He's like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm strong enough to handle this. And I think we have too many Christians that are weak, that, that they themselves are weak, so they don't like other weak people around them because it it's exposes good. their weakness. It's true. It's good. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Okay, Kels. Dang. Wow. I think I think something, too, that we, we haven't taught people is, like, we just we just let emotions run however they run. Mm -hmm. And then we live our lives based upon how we're feeling. Yeah, 100%. And, and that's literally like, bro, like you quoted it earlier, Psalm 119, 11, your word I've hidden in my heart, so I will not sin against you. Yeah. Like if we look into what that's actually saying is like your word I have treasured, hidden in my heart, my mind, my will, and my emotions, so I will not miss the mark. So like if we say that another way, it's I've treasured your word in my mind, my will, and my emotions, so I won't miss the mark. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that when we treasure the word of God yeah. and our emotions try to run crazy, we pull them back into order because we know what the word has said about that feeling. Yeah. That's yeah. that yeah. be angry and sin not like, oh, I got mad, but I didn't freak out. That's yeah. that be sad, but don't have prolonged sadness that yeah. leads to depression. That's yeah. that's how hey, you might have messed up, but you're not a failure. That's yeah. that that's where you go through it. And, and I might have got fired, but God sells a plan and a hope and a future for mm -hmm. my life. Yeah. And, you know, we might have had that breakup, but you know what? God's closer than, than a brother, and he's right here with me at any moment in any time. Yeah. And when we allow our emotions to rule us instead of the word to rule us, that's where we've messed up. Yeah. But I think an emotion is actually praise. It's a decision to praise. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Isaiah 61, in verse 3, I think it's just such a key in, in, in the conversation of depression. We're literally like, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You know, the doctor's order for a garment of uh, for a spirit of heaviness is a garment of praise. Yeah. And praise is a decision. It might yeah. not be a feeling, but it's a decision that we make. Yeah. And and when we're looking at depression, the loneliness, anxiety, mm -hmm. right square in the eyes, it's a decision that I'm going to exalt God's name, even when this other thing's trying to exalt itself above God's name. And I refuse to be quiet. I'm going to give God all the glory. He created the heavens and the earth. He's got a plan. He's never failed. He never will fail. He's, 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 I'm more than an overcomer through Christ Jesus. And we start running through. We start praising his name. It shifts atmospheres, man. Here's, Every here's single the, time. Here's the, 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 the prophetic revelation of that scripture. As when you put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that's God saying, I got you covered. Yeah, good. Yeah. Think about it's it. Garment, it says, "Put it on." Yeah, yeah. It, it never said. It never said, "Take off the spirit yeah. of heaviness." 
it says put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So mm. when you put it on, that means he's got you covered. So no matter yeah. what you're going through, I got you covered. No matter what the situation yeah. is, I've got you covered. If you can just believe me, even in the midst of your struggle, your strain, I've got you covered. That's the yeah. that's the prophetic revelation of that. So it's not it's not getting rid of it. It's I'm gonna praise you in the middle of this joint because we know that God is not oftentimes oftentimes interested in taking us out of the fire more than he is interested in getting in the fire with us. Yeah, because good. when God gets in the fire with us, hear this: the King then changes. If God takes mm -hmm. us out of the fire, that does nothing. What, yeah. what what happens is he looks over Nebuchadnezzar looks over he says I see a fourth and then he has this revelation that looks like the son of God now yeah. his mind has changed from throwing them into the fire then seeing somebody else in the fire with them that was not there before I think mm. if we learn how to get God into our problems into our situation into our depression into our struggle I yeah. heard it saying one time if you put God in anything he'll change everything and yeah, I think we need to stop praying for God to take us out and say, God, get in it with me. Yeah. If you're going to get in this with me. That means you're going to get glory out of it. Mm -hmm. That's good. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would say, though, like in, in terms of like a, a spiritual attack of depression, like you bind that and you cast that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to hang out with it. No. Like, no, no. You're in the name of Jesus. You're going to go. Devil, you gotta go. You gotta um, go. That, I don't have a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Now, like it, it the breakup, it might that be real? Like I never, I was never depressed. I definitely was crazy sad mm -hmm. for a while after a breakup of like two years. But I, I wouldn't say I was depressed. Like is the is the is is the the breakup gonna leave? No, but can that sadness be be booted out? Yes, a hundred percent. Yep. And that's, I think we just hang out with things too much. We, we and, definitely hang out with them too much. We hang I'm out not going to hang out with that feeling. Yeah. We, and that's why you quickly run. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run in and they are safe. Come you know, on now. You gotta run back to that name. That's why. That's good. But on the spirit of praise, what are you praising? You're praising the name of the Lord. Why? Because if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So you have to you have to lift up the name of Jesus. And that's and, good. That's true. So, the Bible says, "Oh, magnify the Lord with me." Right. Come on. And 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 historically, we've we've quoted that to mean, "Oh, make God bigger. Make yeah. God bigger." But when yeah. you actually look at what magnification is, magnification is not making God, making something bigger. It's focusing in on one thing. Yeah. And then because I'm so focused on this, everything else around it becomes smaller. Yeah, that's so good. When you magnify God, you focus on God and you focus on what he's done and who he is. And because I'm so focused on this, everything else is minimized. Everything yeah. else is blurry. I don't even see anything outside of the thing that's, that's under good. my focus. That's good. It's really good. It's really good. All right. As we wrap this up, if a believer that you know is like, or if you're believing, you're dealing with depression, what's like, what do you think the key things they need to do? What do you think, like, to wrap all this up, what do you think the most important things they can do right now are? I think, number one, the most important thing you need to do, one of the most important things you need to do is you need to you need to have a hard copy of who God says you are. It's good. Yeah. You need to write it down somewhere. You need to have it posted somewhere so you can go back 
and refer to it. Yeah. Um, I think you need to get yourself in community quickly. Yep. Um, and let them have a hard copy of who God says that you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you need to you need to up your praise level. Yeah. And, yeah. and just literally start going crazy in praise because praise has this ability to lift you up 100 percent spirits up and when you start to praise god everything else is minimized um and then and then just just remember who god called you to be Amen. That's good, bro. Amen. That's really good. I would only add one small thing to that. Go for it. John 15, 1 through 11, I think is a massive key that we overlook. Um, it, it, essentially, it's I'm the vine, you're the branch. If you abide in me, um, you, you remain in my love. Do not doubt my love. Then you will bear much fruit, bringing glory to my Father, proving that you're a disciple. But the next verse says, that that you you'll have joy and a fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. So I would add to praise, production. Yeah, go Ooh. serve the kingdom. Go win souls. Yeah, yeah. Go do something for Jesus. Yeah, 100%. because literally when we abide in Him and we produce fruit, we're promised a fullness of joy. Yeah, yep. and and I'm sorry, but depression and joy can't live in the same house. No. no. So when we can take care of everything, Kels just said, but add production as well. Add to your praise, add production. I yeah. think we'll overcome anything. I agree. 100%. Absolutely anything. Yeah. Well, bro, it's been great having you. Tell us the man. Y'all yes. need to go find him. Go find him on Instagram. I'm telling you, he posts stuff. It make, it encourages the heck out of me. Oh, I love God. it. I'm serious. I love your stuff, bro. Your worship Thank moments you. are so good. Your Thank thoughts you. are killer. Um, I'm a work in progress. But I appreciate it. <laughs> Well, yo, how old are you? Third, I'll be 31 in December. Yo, 31 and dropping dimes. It's oh. going to be – I can't wait to see the future, bro. Oh, Philly's man. not safe. I Philly's not safe for the gospel. It's going to be – I can't wait. And you're close. It's only like three and a half hours for us. Right. I'm, I'm coming back to Horsehead. I need to just come hang out with your dad and just – He's so <laughs> funny, dude. He's so funny. I just booked someone else um, for conference, and they're like – How's your dad? <laughs> your dad's the goat. He's so he's such a funny guy. It's so funny, bro. But yeah, no, we'll you guys will see more of Kells. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. we we think he's the man. Um, look, anybody can be like a great friend of mine when one of their top five preachers, and the first one they mentioned is R.W. Shambach. Oh, I was like, yo, sign me up. Sign me up. Shambach. He's so good, bro. Yeah. He's a life changer. Yeah, man. Um, but yo, next um, next Thursday at three, we have another guest, uh, Phil Bonaparte, who's actually the director of uh, Church of God New Jersey Youth Ministries. Um, dude, he's he's phenomenal. I, he used to sing for uh, Lee University. Okay, um, he was on their choir. I, I I don't remember what what that's called though. Is it just the Lee University choir? Um, I'm not sure, but I don't. I think it's Cleveland, Tennessee. Um, he's the man. Um, so guys say goodbye to Kells, um, but don't worry. You'll see more of them, Buddy's going to wrap this up and, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. So, um, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you give it a share, like, um, go follow us on Instagram and go follow 
Kells on Instagram. I believe it's at what at the Kells Johnson. Yeah. There we go. Go follow him on Instagram. Go follow us at the Upper Conference. Um, you can't like our Facebook because it got took down, but we'll be uh, sending out invites for something else. So I hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> see you, bro. Peace. And that concludes another week of the Uproar Podcast. We want to invite you to share this podcast on all social media platforms and help us spread the good news of the gospel. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast for updates on all of our latest content.